questioned that and yeah. like he felt like he wasn't getting what he I just needed feel like to feel I'm confident more in the relationship for paradise yeah um, we've got like sigma nu benefit coming up and uh, i gotta be back for that anyway so this weekend we got a truck full of sand coming for the house so anyhow kind of got a skedaddle Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We are at the Wheel Route on Twitter. We are at Wheel Route Podcast on Instagram, and you can send emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher to access the show. It also streams live on the website. Not live, but on demand on the website uh my name's logan whitehouse i'm on twitter at logo on the dawn coming to you guys from stewart florida um where i don't know oh got my tan back this weekend yeah yeah had some nice had some nice backyard uh, tanning sessions with the missus good times who else is here my name is jordan shank i am in harrisonburg virginia where tanning sessions have been a little harder to come by uh, we're, we're rocking kind of solid Fair. low to mid forties these days, mm. That's uh, good. good amounts of cloud cover. Um, so yeah, it is, it is a Valley winter at this point. Uh, I'm on twitter.com at shank Jordan, and I'm just, you know, really happy to be here and, and talk about TV greatness with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, it's me. Kochi, at Will Route Intern on Twitter. I'm really blowing up these past few days. Doing big numbers. Because I'm spitting fire, just saying. (laughs) Um, Unlike some other people in this household, I do not tan as easily. And so, um, although I did get some lovely rays, you wouldn't know it. Still pasty as hell. You look pretty good. (laughs) This is the man who literally literally stands up after like an hour of being outside and he's like, I, I think I'm good. And like he walks in and he's so dark. Hey. I like don't understand. It this. says olive it says olive undertones, you know. When you got it, you got it, and I got it. So the Panamanian heat. <clears throat> You're right. You're right. That's really what yes. it is. Um cool. And, and other life updates. We've been doing a really great job of staying on top of our laundry. You know, we really have. it's getting folded, it's getting put away. Life hack. Uh Emily has been doing a good job and we have well, both of us. Have not been stacking it on the bed in the spare bedroom. We, where you been, can like shut the door and just, ignore yeah, it. Yeah, walk away from it yeah. and then just go harvest underwear out of the pile for the next week and a half instead of like actually, you know, reckoning with the with the pile itself. Stacking it on the load by load, stacking it on the dining room table so it's just there looking at you all the time. You know, you'll stand up maybe while you're watching TV, fold some shorts, fold some shirts. Before you know it, the pile's done. You put your clothes away. It's been uh, nice. Can- can the Shank contingent take any credit for that for forcing you guys to clear the the spare bedroom bed off of line? Oh yeah, for that sure. That definitely kickstarted things. It's always good yeah. to have two. Yeah, when you have both these spare bedrooms occupied, that really forces like some real decision making to happen in the house because you can't just like sequester everything to one bedroom. Stuff has to get done. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're welcome. You know, we, we like <laughs> we like to help our friends. So right, appreciate um, it. What are you drinking, Emily? Um, I'm drinking a concoction kind of similar to last time, but I'm mixing it up. I'm doing gin this time Ooh. with some uh, berry lemonade and some grapefruit seltzer water. Is it good? It's pretty good. It needs some more kick. More gin. A lot of botanicals yeah. in that glass. Is, yeah, is what I'm gathering. Botanicals. Yes. Yeah. I d- don't know that I'd give it. A, I, I think I'd go like a six out of ten. <laughs> on this one. You know, that's fine. We've all had our times where we're, you know, steady drinking three out of tens, and you know, that's that's never fun. <laughs> but sometimes you do it just to just to relive the glory days. Right. Jordan, I was at the uh, ABC store the other day and I saw they have this five liter mini keg of Bell's Oberon. Uh, um, and it was only $23, which I felt like was a pretty good deal for five liters of beer um, yeah. that you can just like self like pour to yourself. It said $23, right? I think so. Yeah. From what I remember. So anyhow, was, that could be fun for, uh, you know, the 100th episode of Bachelor coverage or something. We'll have to kill five liters of uh, Bell's Oberon. Perfect. I think, I think we're coming up on episode 175 for, oh. for the entire oh. brand. So. Man, man, look at us. Brand, brand uh, power. Jordan, what are you drinking? Uh, I have some bourbon tonight. It is Buffalo Trace, and Ooh, I'm nice. drinking it with one cube of ice. Mm, like to see it. There was a kicking deal on the Polar Seltzer Waters the other day at mm-hmm. Publix. So I am drinking the Cranberry Lime Polar. Uh, you know, Team Skinny Boy 2K20 is still a go. Low carb Logie. Low carb Logie is still out here. So we're uh, we're going to keep moving forward with that. I did have a, uh, a Fin du Monde this weekend, though. Mm-hmm. You ever had that? Yeah. Oh, I, so good. I really like that. I think that's like... I always for, we forget about it, but it's beer. like, yeah, when we're feeling super bougie, we get like the little four pack of Fin du Monde and then freaking have like a cheese tray. Oh, man. What a day. Back in the day. Ca- like, caucasity well, at an all time high. <laughs> when we lived in Norfolk, we would get the like big bottle. Oh, the big bottle. Like, yeah. yeah. Those are the times. Really force you to finish it in the night. Um, yeah, you yeah. can't you can't reseal that thing. Heck no! Why would you <laughs> want Some to ram the cork really? back in there? It's a project you got to finish in one one sitting. It's just it's, a good snow day beer. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's very pleasant. Yeah, you guys yeah get good a lot of beer. this, don't you? Well, what, <laughs> meaning when we lived in Virginia. Now it's just you know, it's bo- just very good. Bougie beer. It, yeah, and it's nine percent, so it's like you drink one and you feel like you know a nice healthy little uh, little warm buzz going, and you don't really have to just like slam forty beers and. You know, pee all the time. It's true. Which is typically what you know what I do. Definitely, big time forty beer a weekend guy. Forty beer so. on on the sandbar kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on here. Um, I guess. Well, you know, before we get started, we should mention that uh, Kobe Bryant passed away this weekend. Super tragic. Very sad news. Um, I, I figured we're Jordan. We're obviously like modern sports fans. Kobe Bryant occupied a large chunk of my sports viewing life period. Um, I don't think he was ever my favorite basketball player. That doesn't really matter. Um, I was like strangely like very affected by his passing this Mm -hmm. weekend. Um, It was tremendously sad, obviously. Uh, His daughter passed away as well. And then the other people in the the helicopter as well, obviously. Um, Some more father-daughter situations on that uh, that helicopter. And I think a a mother-daughter situation perhaps, but... Um, just really sad all around, but uh, yeah, I, I in, in some ways was really just like I guess struck by how moved I was by the yeah. whole thing. 
um how did how did you how did you deal with that yeah it like you said he took up a huge chunk of the professional sports experience we had growing up mm-hmm. um and it just it feels so strange i think because he's the first for me at least like the first generational icon who yeah. for our generation to pass away and like yeah prince has died while i've been alive and michael jackson and dale earnhardt when we were younger but those weren't ever people who we like grew up you know with them front and center and so for that to happen it's just like okay now we don't get to see or hear from that person again and you know it you not only have that to reckon with but you also see how many like of your other athletes that you follow closely it affects like you see some of the videos from the games Mm -hmm. they played that day just how many guys in the like still very much playing in the nba who were good friends with him who played with him during the later stages of his career um or who idolized him growing up themselves yeah yeah so some so like some people and some industries a sudden passing is maybe a little easier to isolate um but when it's sports and when it's somebody this big it impacts so much and the reach is so wide and deep uh that yeah it it's really tough and i too was surprised by kind of how how much it rocked me and how i'm still trying to figure out like what to feel about it how to feel about it type deal but um yeah obviously praying for for his family that he left behind and the other families that that were affected by this. Yeah. I think it's just like definitely really common. I mean, Kobe was someone that was in our living rooms, like growing up as kids. And I think for many people, we use the word icon or legend. And I think for a lot of people, he was a mentor too, whether you knew or knew him personally or not. You know, I think a lot of people looked up to him or wanted to be him. And so um, I think sometimes it's a little hard for us to grapple with like death and dying in general. And then I think when it is something that in a way feels so distant, but so personal at the same time, it it can be hard to make sense of. But um, I definitely just think it speaks to the overall human connection, you know, that even if he wasn't someone we knew personally or his family, that I think we all can feel that sense of grief and loss and sadness and um, feel so much strong empathy for those who um, were more directly impacted by it, mm-hmm. such as his family. And I think it just puts into perspective, you know, like as much stuff as you might be going through in your day-to-day life and stress and frustration or just questioning things, it puts into perspective how short life really is and how to truly just as cheesy as it sounds, but treasure every single day and like love the people that you have. Cause you never know how long you really have with them. So yeah, thoughts and prayers out to the Bryant family and the, the other families impacted by this. And yeah. you know what? Just love people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a lot of a lot of it for me too is just kind of the the suddenness of it and how, you know, out of out of left field it was because like I, I thought back to 
uh, <clears throat> when Stuart Scott passed away. Oh, I was like, just getting ready to say that. That's, that that's was, cool. That was that. really tough. But at the same time, like we knew he was fighting mm-hmm. cancer and we knew he was, you know, going through it. And so we kind of like mentally and emotionally could prepare ourselves for that outcome. But in this situation, it's like Kobe had been doing the helicopter thing his a lot of his Los Angeles career. And that was just like, that was a normal part of his life. And so for it to come out of the blue like that, uh, is, is really shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Just going back to, I was going to say, I I don't think I've been as, I guess, personally sad about, you know, a passing like this, you know, maybe someone I didn't know, um, since the Stuart Scott like passing, but it just goes to show you too, like, you know, people talk about sports being just a game and stuff, but for all of us, it's like obviously like a big part of our lives. We have mm-hmm. a lot of emotional touchstones and, and points, you know, for in the Stuart Scott situation, like I grew up, we were allowed to watch one hour of TV a day when I was in like, you know, third grade and I chose yeah. to watch Sports Center every day because that's what I wanted to do. And like, you know, he was a huge part of my probably elementary, middle school, high school life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he made it cool to like sports and, you know, Similarly with Kobe, it's like you realize that, you know, big part of your life and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it matters. So anyhow, definitely, definitely tough. Definitely, uh, you know, it's been really moving to see just how, I guess, he affected so many people too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like watching like seven foot six, 400 pound Shaquille O'Neal just like break down and, and you know, that's crazy because like who else really could make that happen, right? Right. And, um, so anyhow, let's hope some, some good comes of this and people realize like what they got in their relationships that they have mm-hmm. and, uh, that we learn to, I guess, be better to each other. That'd be, yeah. that would be a good thing. So anyhow, all right, let's move on to the bachelor. I just, I did want to touch on that though, just cause you know, mm-hmm. sports and life. Yeah, and you can't not. Intersect. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Right. So let's move on to America's fourth or fifth, whatever we decided, uh, major professional sport, the bachelor. Um, this is the, the day where we really once and for all determined that Peter's just is not built for this. <laughs> Poor, guy. <laughs> Poor guy. No, this is where Jordan. America realized yeah. what I had been saying for yeah. weeks. No, Jordan's been trumpeting this for weeks. Let's get, let the man get his credit uh, out here. Um, but yeah, anyhow, let's, uh, let's get it started. Coachy. Where did we start? All right. At the mansion. Yeah. Well, I start back in the mansion after last week's pretty dramatic rose ceremony. And, uh, the girls are informed by Chris Harrison that they are going to no other than Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and the reaction was pretty classic. I appreciated Tapping. The Bachelor leaning into it a little more <laughs> instead of the kind of voiced over Cleveland. Yay! Like they did last year with Rhode Island yeah. or whatever, which was like clearly <laughs> not like no one was stoked for that. It was just like this awkward si- silence and like, Oh, okay. <laughs> None of us has ever been there before, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, just jumping forward, we have our first one-on-one date in Cleveland with Victoria Fuller from Virginia Beach. Um, <laughs> uh, just the brief outline, we have uh, Peter... We get a plane flight. We get yep. a, you know, so points what, for Kochi. Kochi right gets some bat, points. On- this this made me so angry because I I said this in like the fir- after the first episode. I really hold, hope we don't do this thing where we just go to an airport in every city we visit. <laughs> uh, so far, so good. One on for that. one. Well, yeah. I guess yeah. 
So one for one in other locations other than Los Angeles. So not off to a good start. We hit up the LA area airport a lot as well. So we beat that one up. But yeah. Victoria was also like totally freaking out thinking that they were going to go skydiving. And she like rolled up to this tiny plane and he's standing there and she's like, are we going to go skydiving? Like, what are you both going to jump out of the plane? Or is he going to like push you? Like, if you love me, you have to get up by yourself, girl. She seems to just live her life in a constant state of panic. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think it's all a calculated act, personally. But well, I I agree to that to an extent. But like you've you've also got to talk yourself into it. Like I I think That's she true. genuinely probably just is afraid <laughs> of of being exposed for for some things maybe. But uh, that could be true. She's very insecure. Oh man, they did not do anything to help her out on, on this oh, episode. Well. But uh, yeah, so yeah, let's let's went to jump Cedar into Point, that. yeah. Yeah, they, they go to Cedar Point, a pretty well-known amusement park in the country with some of, I guess, the world's best roller coasters from what I've heard. I wouldn't know. I hate roller coasters. Mm. Like, See, hate, I, don't think, I don't think Emily actually loathes entirely roller coasters. We went on roller coasters okay, together. You had, a, you had a really good time, but you just they, they're, they're a lot for you to consider. And then you I, get on and you're okay. I hate the build-up to things. Like... You sure. know, I don't like, even at the gym, for example, you know, you get your little setup going, but then you're having to wait for other people to still stretch and pee. And you're like, oh, I just want to get this over with. I hate this. I'm like that on roller coasters. I hate the standing in the line. You're hearing people ahead of you scream. You're hearing other people freak out. No you have no people asking you, no like, pressure, how no are you feeling situation. about this? Are you nervous at all? Like, yes, I am. Let's just stop talking about it, okay? Yeah. So anyway, maybe it's not so much a I hate roller coasters as much as I hate. So it sounds like you just need to spring for the fast pass and whatever the equivalent of just that. Just get is. me on the ride. And let's go. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. See now, now that just made me nervous thinking about that too. But anyway, <laughs> needless to say, the park is shut down for the two of them. Have it to themselves on a pretty dreary, nasty day. Except for the, like the random 500 people that were at the concert. But yeah. we'll, we'll forget about them. I guess yeah. they weren't there. <laughs> um, it's interesting that they've gone from like the days of just the private concert with just The Bachelor and Ooh, man. <laughs> to those groups. Oh, can you imagine? It was already bad enough. It was so bad. All right, we've been teasing this a lot. So, Let's keep moving here. So basically. They go on some roller coasters. They have good times. Then Victoria, Peter says he has- I listen. She's extremely attractive. She's very pretty. Yeah. She, no one's yeah. No she one, had no it, one's gonna argue. She had it fully she had it fully going on. She's got these like point big well. round eyes and like yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's pretty. Lots of big round things. Oh god. <laughs> wow. Okay, anyway. <laughs> no, I'm moving just saying. past that. <laughs> <laughs> they they did do an interesting uh not so subtle camera pan when she first got there. Yes. That was a little over the top. Um, bounce, bounce your eyes, ABC. You know, bounce your you know eyes. What I'm Guard your heart, ABC. Guard your heart. Um. So anyway, he tells her that he has one final surprise for her, and she's getting all excited. And then she's kind of hearing the crowd going, and he says, "Like, oh, it's it. Um, I know how much you love country music, and you can just start seeing the panic set in, like." Well, because you could kind of hear like guitar chords, and yeah. you knew exactly. she recognized the music. Yeah. Like, who is it? Who is it? <laughs> like, it, yeah. it was like a like it was like a Bilbo Baggins, the precious, like mm-hmm. give it to me situation. Like her voice like changed because she was like, "Who is it? Who is it?" 
Who is it? No, stop, like, stop pumping this concert up. You need to tell me who it is. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting legitimately afraid. Meanwhile, Peter is just fully torqued on the idea of having oh. like a, a so private, concert. private concert with 500 people. So unaware of how she's feeling. Just another opportunity to dance in front of people. Oh, and it was, it was probably the most story. awkward of all of his dancing, too. There's a lot of just like arms up kind of dancing. Mm. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was really painful to watch. Very. So keep it moving, Emily. Anyway, who so it? so it's Chase Rice, who Victoria F. says she was dating prior to coming on the show. We don't know quite the full details of that, like how much prior to the show, like how close to the show she was dating him, how long was the relationship, was it a serious relationship, or was it just kind of a – we were hooking up and it didn't work out kind of situation. I saw some tweets from Chase. Some, some oh, Apparently Chase Rice was not happy about the situation, which, you know, colored me shocked on that one. But uh, he said that they had spent a night together in Charlotte and that was really all he copped to. Hmm. So I don't know like how much like, I don't know how much like X claiming there's really like going on there. And I don't know how much he maybe didn't want to, maybe he was trying to downplay it too and not make it seem so weird. He said he knew she was on the show. Um, but I think he's, it, it, the whole gist of the story was that he was mad at the produ- the bachelor producers for putting him in that situation, Yeah, which I get, I mean, good God, sure. but it was even, it was just so awkward. Cause they're like on an elevated, some sort of, platform point. level with the stage yes, above yes, all yes, the other like people 15 yeah. feet away from him singing private and like and and peter is just loving life dancing with his so she, well, she's singing along to these songs and he's like oh you know this song too like <laughs> wow like, i love this song <laughs> she was also great blissfully unaware for him to promote new music supposedly um and yeah so woof Woof, woof, woof. And then she was just burning up the whole time, too. I mean, she did a pretty good job of, you know, dancing and, and hanging out and, and that. But, uh, yeah, it was it was just, like, very tense for sure. Very awkward. To watch. And, uh, yeah, so somehow – and, Emily, maybe you can lend some uh, insight here. But, like, where did – how did she end up after the concert – Peter is just dapping up Chase. No big deal. They're just broing out. Where are you from? What yeah, you like doing? They each had a one-on-one with him, but there were they were never like, oh, I yeah. wonder where so-and-so is. Like, why they right. aren't here to meet you as well. Was, yeah, I was wondering. It's like once the date was over, are they supposed to disperse? And then he meets back up with her for the dinner portion. Like, I can't imagine that it, like, has to end like that. But then she somehow got Chase, got a chance to talk to Chase, like, on camera, of course. And uh, Peter was nowhere to be seen. Do you think they just did that because they knew? I think I think Victoria P kind of pulled a, you know, classic stepped away from the situation. Like, well, I think I think the moment when they're talking to Chase Rice, it was one of those kind of dead times of like resetting stage or like camera stuff, whatever, where they're not really filming, but the cameras are still rolling. Okay. And it wouldn't surprise me if Victoria P just like stepped away with her producer. Victoria F. Victoria. Whoops, Victoria. F. And uh, we'll get to Victoria. Peter yeah. took an opportunity to talk to to Chase. Yeah. I don't think it was necessarily a they had to disperse, but I think that it was, was just the vibe that it, you got. Yeah, because you did. We did have like an extended cut of her like venting essentially to a producer, uh, like I know him. Like we used to date. This is so weird. This is terrible. 
Yada yada. What flavor is that? Co- uh, the coconut coffee. Emily's eating her. Uh... I thought I grabbed the blueberry, so when I first got him by, I was like, "Whoa, that's weird." Emily's, <laughs> Emily's getting her getting her carbs in. Get my carbs in. Refuel. I'm not really hungry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyhow, I mean, and then that pretty much sets up for like a weird dinner after oh, the concert because uh, I mean, essentially, Victoria now has to tell Peter, and uh, she does in sort of a very long, meandering way to just like does not get to the point, freaks Peter out, and then just watching Peter like talk him like talk himself through the realization. It was like some of the highest comedy I've ever seen on this show. Ever yeah. since like you used to be able to just count on like Luke P just like blowing his top like once once or twice per episode. But it was like he was just like questioning everything she said. Like she was like, I used to date Chase and he was like, Wait, you mean like Chase the Chase the singer from <laughs> today? today? <laughs> I talked to him. I talked to that guy. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. I talked also, to that did guy. Did you catch that Peter gave uh, Chase Rice's number. Yeah. When the two of them were talking. Oh, just some bros. <laughs> just oh, dapping. Awesome. Love it. Chase Rice was also like totally into like, so how, like, what week are you in now? Like, oh, like, week Oh, what? yeah. He was putting oh, feelers out, like, trying to figure out how serious the yeah. two of yes. them potentially were. Trying mm-hmm. to figure out if there was still an in for, right. for his self. Also, Chase Rice is very much like modern country dude look, like all around flat bill hat, plain white shirt, jeans. Yeah, there's ten thousand of them in Nashville yeah. that look exactly Did you know the same. Who was on Survivor? No. Anyway, random facts <laughs> about Chase Rice. Um, but yeah, so she tells Peter, and then does her normal thing where she like, you know, is just too overwhelmed by the moment, gets up, leaves. Peter does chase after her. There is a makeout situation. He's just so proud of her for being real and and raw with him. She basically played the situation completely perfect for like not making it like too bad. I mean, not that there was actually really anything to be ashamed of because right. I mean, ostensibly, like he knew she was on the show. She said that he's admitted to that. Like, I don't think she was lying about any of this. I think she's just like they dated in, in some capacity in the past and now it's just awkward i mean it would be awkward if you're if your ex was freaking singing a song to you and your new flame lover anyway period it's just awkward period when you run into an ex yes. then put it yeah. in that kind of setting it's uh-huh. gonna be like just terrible yeah yeah so i initially didn't like how either of them handled that uh discussion like logan as you pointed out i didn't see why victoria was so upset about it um and kind of like you said there there shouldn't be on the face of it anything to be like worried about that peter's going to find upsetting um unless like unless the chase victoria thing blew up you know messier than we heard on camera and that's why it was so difficult for her that could be the case but we just don't know that um but Peter's reaction too was just like really strange. Like I, I thought a much better way to deal with that would have been to, you know, like, okay, so ask some of the questions that, that Emily brought up, like how long ago is this? When, like, right. how serious was it? Like, is this something we can laugh off or is it something? Well, he did ask, like, do you still have feelings for him? And she right. Was like, but it no, felt no, like no, he just no. went from like, wow, that's weird. Uh, I'm really questioning things right now to like, do you still have feelings for him? Um, Well, she built it up like it was a really bad thing that she was going to have to admit to him. And 
again, I think this is what we're all we're all sort of saying some version of the same thing. But like, it it's not a bad thing to have to admit that you dated someone. Uh, right. It's not like it's not like who's making out with Chase Rice, you know. At yeah, the like Cedar, I would have Cedar hoped point. that my reaction would have been like, "Oh man, that I'm so sorry you had to go through that today." Like, yes. wow, that's so weird for you. <laughs> Thanks like, so much for just like sticking it out, so you know, and yeah. not like letting like, it ruin your day. That. There was just like Peter yeah. starts getting in his head and making things up, and you know, getting scared of the boogeyman again <laughs> for no reason, and. Yeah, it was just really strange. He saved it pretty well, though, I thought, when he went up and talked to her in the dark corner by the exit <laughs> door. But uh, In like, the city he, hall he, building. Yeah, maybe, maybe he just needed to get out of the weird, like, spotlit dinner table and could actually have, have a better, more genuine conversation about it. But it was really yeah. strange. Well, shout out to the producers though for giving us a, just a delicious oh, all around awkward chef's moment. Chef's kiss. But the yeah, the dancing mm. on the pedestal while he's just like this dude is singing the songs and oh, you're like, oh man. I, I think Chase's conversation with Victoria also kind of maybe hinted that in her mind it was way more serious than it actually was because she was kind of doing the like, yeah, so like this is weird, right? And he's kind of like. Yeah, you know, just like. Well, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Like, do what you think is best. Yeah, just Chase be you. Chill about Go it. talk to him. Yeah, I think I don't know. It definitely made me think like great responses from Chase, but also it sounds like Victoria might be the kind of girl that like puts way more weight into these kinds of things than yeah they actually deserve. Chase also might have more practice with those conversations than. Very true. Yeah. Not <laughs> not to speculate or stereotype, but just saying. It's you don't rock that the, the super the super handsome mysterious flat bill and beard look and you know not have had a couple of those conversations in your day. Thank you. Know? you. All right, let's move it on. So that's weird. Um, but I wonderful. guess uh, uh, much like West Virginia. Important note: she doesn't really like. No one at the at the house knows about this. Either. Right. She does at not tell point. a soul, which yes. is interesting that and. It feels like so far this season, this has been a theme, but like not, there haven't been any real like, okay, return from the one-on-one. How was it? Like, let's summarize it. Let's get the highlights kind of like there was with, and maybe that's a guy's girls thing. Cause there was a lot of that in Hannah B's season of the bachelorette. Um, but you know, just, uh, just a difference. And, uh, right. that, that will prove to provide some drama points later this episode. <laughs> True that. Uh, what do we have next? Oh, we had the football, had, game. The football game group date. I'm going to be honest with you. One of my least favorite group dates oh. of all time. This was super dumb. And so the dumb. outcome was so dumb. Once again, as I was saying a couple weeks ago about like the pillow fight situation, if you're going to do a competitive group date and there's really no like clear winner, I'm going to be pissed. Like, yeah. I want there to be a winner and a loser. I want to see some girls cry because they lost. <laughs> like, let's go. Like, but instead, the game ends in a tie. No tiebreaker. Like, WTF. Right. They make it seem like it ends in a Hail Mary, like, oh. tie. I would too, love to is... see these girls try and figure out college rules over time. 
All right, now we got to go for two. Not yeah, to say that they don't know and or like sports. I'm just saying that seems like a group. Right. It would be fun him, to explain that to. Watching him try to negotiate the jugs machine was, you know, delightful, delightful enough, long distance. McKenna, um, another classic performance out of her. Just so, so high strung at all times. She really needs time. like, I don't something. She needs like Xanax. to drink more, maybe to calm, like just to relax. I don't really know what the deal is there with her, but um she's just like going through it at all times like yeah, just really looks like she's always got her head in her hands it on just... her sleeve there. <laughs> she has very severe eyebrows yeah i don't think that helps her her eyebrows are like completely They're straight not soft yeah 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 there's no there's no curve to her eyebrows so i think it, it accentuates her like um her, kind of, her kind of wave pointy emotions she yes. has yeah. yes yes yeah i also psa to all the girls out there. My personal opinion, if you're going to dye your hair blonde, like lighten your eyebrows too. The whole like having mm. really blonde hair and really dark eyebrows, like it's pretty harsh. You can do that? You How can... often do you have to lighten your eyebrows? I don't, I don't have to have it done because I have very blonde eyebrows. <laughs> They're very light. Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed about you with them They're, blonde eyebrows. So I have yeah. to like color mine in <laughs> so you see them. But like, yeah, if you know, if you got you gotta kind of like lighten them up a little bit like don't just make them darker and make mm. them really harsh like hers are a little too dark and harsh compared to her blonde yeah. hair yeah yeah just, just in general girlfriend. it just doesn't help her uh, her personality out either as she's constantly going through it anyhow all of the girls were on this date except for victoria f and kelsey yep uh yeah. kelsey that means ergo gets the last uh um one-on-one -on -one date of this trip but uh regardless we played a little football it was a weird game the real stars were deandra sheanne and kelly um kelly yeah i feel like hannah ann had a high usage rate too she was she was like wes welker she had to wear the bubble helmet she's just going over the middle getting walloped over yeah. and over did, did not get help from her blocking wideouts at all <laughs> no no not one bit but uh <coughs> excuse me um so like we said, the game ends in a tie. Oh, it should be mentioned Victoria P pulled herself out of the game. It should be mentioned. This, this was a, a tricky move. Shout out to the girls Calculated. on my team. Shout out to the girls on my team for really knowing how to play the game. But she was like, my back hurts. Like, this is going to be tough. And she just proceeded to freaking get massaged by Peter and massage Peter and cuddle with him the entire time. Great I, move. I just and the game I, ended in a tie, so she didn't even have to not go to the to the uh, the group cocktail party afterwards. Go ahead, Jordan. I'm Let's not making it. any accusations. I don't want rumors to start flying off the handle, but I just want to point out that we have not to this season heard about any pre existing back pain until after her one on one date with Peter. Oh you you speculated that she is the one who's pregnant, correct? Yeah. There's no way anybody is getting pregnant on this show. All right. How confident you feeling there, buddy? I'm very confident. You never know. Peter seems frisky. That doesn't mean that he's out here just knocking showdies up. I mean, condoms are not 100 percent effective. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you know, Peter's. Well, I'll, I'll just bite my tongue. Well, you know, there's some crazies on this show who would probably, you know. Maybe try Compromise to some devices. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Dude, no one on The Bachelor is trying to entrap someone by child on the show. You don't think Victoria F has it in her? 
You don't think there's some girls on the show? The girl who has walked into the, the diner and was like, "I want four kids." Yeah, and I All hope right. our kids have hot moms and dads, which is a real think- weird toast we didn't talk about. She said, oh, "Hot moms." Are- wasn't this, successful wasn't this filmed dad, like months and months dad. ago? Aren't all these girls active on social media? No one's pregnant. Give me a break. Come on, guys. Dude, again, people you not save know how- photos in their phone and just like repost from the archives all the time. Thank you. This is how influencers. Wait, work. so if you're if Jordan's pushing for getting points for if your person is pregnant, can I get points for if no one's pregnant? Sure. No. <laughs> I'm taking the field, as in the field is everyone not pregnant. You're taking, yeah, the opposite of pregnant. Good news, Jordan. The Who's did it. Hallelujah. We're back. We might be going dancing. <laughs> Big one in Seville. Hope I didn't ruin that for you and you That's weren't fine. trying to social media blackout it or anything. It's fine. It's just, it's just a podcast. It's fine. I'll, I won't go to bed angry at you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um anything else about the football date i mean really the the main thing was like madison was mad afterwards you could tell she played sports her whole life because she was just my girl the, just my number steak. one pick out yeah. here not letting anybody feel good about a tie i love yeah. it she uh she just wanted the stakes to be attached you know <laughs> she wanted winners she wanted losers she didn't really care i don't think if she was a loser she just needed to know the pain so um yeah it was it was a tale of two locker rooms jordan you sent us a funny tweet today uh um, asking postulating whether this was the first time champagne had ever been consumed inside the browns locker room which is pretty funny um i saw sermon i saw somewhere online that i think baker mayfield and miles garrett were supposed to do this but they pulled out or decided not to so we went with josh cribs and random guy which is quite a step down from the two probably the two only recognizable Brown's not Odell Beckham Jr. So Yeah. Um yeah. Anyhow, they were the they were the hosts and the coaches. Uh everybody seemed generally on edge at the um at the uh, little cocktail. The after party. That the world's like only after party. Thirteen girls. Yeah, thirteen girls and Victoria P gets up right away and asks Peter if they can go talk. Which listen, I understand that that is a frust has to be frustrating. But I'm a little sick of old Sheehan every time someone she perceives that someone snakes her in line complaining about it. She never well, we don't see her ever really like initiating initiating any sort of like, um, hey, let's go talk first. She just complains when someone else goes first. So it's like, you know, she and she did get time with them, although it's a little soft. Yeah, she's just a little soft. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to overly defend people who are clearly like dominating time but like that's kind of the point of the game too is to like try to spend as much time with the person as you can so you build like some semblance of a relationship yeah there's a balance of aggression and like (laughs) respectfulness to others that you can have to where you're not going to upset anybody but you're also never going to feel like oh i'm just multiple multiple on offense and on defense right you need to have dynamic fronts and you know match match patterns and all all those things early yeah establish the run but uh, Emily, any any thoughts before we get to the main drama of the evening? No, I think you covered it. All right. So, um, bum bum bum, ding dong, the witch is not dead. Alea <laughs> comes walking back in the room. Um, they purposely have her dressed in like some sort of like Harley Vixen outfit, which is like I think adds to like everyone hating her as well. Black leather jacket. She is very unlikable, and they are oh. doing a really good job of 
like leaning into yeah, that. leaning into that. But uh, yeah, and she's she, like, she is super pretty, but man, I do not want to be yeah, she, within a thousand feet of this girl's personality. She's back. Uh, she wants to set the record straight on some things that were said about her, um, and. You know, so then that just pretty much launches us into uh, another pretty much carbon copy of the end of last week's she episode. She said, she said. She and Victoria P. like both get interviewed multiple times and like it is very unclear what I either of them is talking about at any point. I still cannot make any sense of it. I mean, like the most sense I can make of it is that Alea is basically saying. I think they're both that lying. That it was wrong personally. for Peter to send her home based off of Victoria's P. accusation that they weren't friends. Right, and and then I was like, "That's and, missing the bigger picture of why he sent you home." Right, yeah. And so I, then he's like, "Like, oh well, then somebody is lying to me." And then Victoria P does the thing where she's like, "Peter, Peter, look at me, look at me," and like just like bullies him into like thinking that and he's, she turns uh, on the crocodile tears. Yeah, yeah, and like it's very unclear why they have any sort of beef other than maybe they don't like each other. It's clear that they knew each other in some capacity, but I don't think it matters how much they knew each other. Thank I just think, I, I just think it's like one of these, it's one of these things that like, we're, we're just like squabbling over a lie that doesn't matter. But now it's like, it's more important that someone lied than that, than what they lied about. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, but personally, I think both of them are, I think the truth is somewhere in between both of their stories and both yeah. of them are just like, obviously trying to get stay the other person the out of there, stay in the show. Um, not a great look for Victoria P. She seems like she, was, she had a pretty likable run there for a couple episodes. Great story. Um, you know, super pretty. Seem, Peter and her seem to be, like, uh, getting along. But, yeah, this is – this. Uh, she seems like she's kind of uh, swooping, stooping to the levels of uh, the shenanigans that I that really make this show, like, hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, I I kind of interpreted it as – like, okay, last week, Alea took a stance way over here. Victoria P. took a staunchly opposite stance. And Peter trusted Victoria P. based on kind of his decisions afterwards. And so from that point, it was it like Victoria P. is now losing ground and Alea is gaining ground. And that is terrifying for Victoria yeah. P. Like you said, Logan, I think the truth somewhere in the middle. It's it wouldn't the the exact topic isn't so much important as that like it made Peter make a choice and now he's reversed the choice and yeah. that's the the source of contention. I also thought it was really interesting and I may have mis uh understood the way this was happening, but Savannah seemed to be like taking a very like was very willing to put victoria p on blast when nobody else was and i i thought that was just like hmm that's interesting and she's like <laughs> she's not shying away from that but um so i yeah. i wonder if we get any more insight into uh that dynamic but uh, I hope so. pageant girls can't trust them i just think they yeah they really got lost in the sauce there about what the the conversation really was about i think it also speaks just louder to Peter, mm. like, you know, the fact that he was getting caught up into that too, rather than just addressing, like, <laughs> well, um, let me gather my thoughts here. 
one of the things Alea said to him was how disappointed she was that he allowed himself to be manipulated by what the other girls were influence. saying. She said influence, which is like... No, she called, She said manipulated. Oh, okay. yeah. You allowed yourself to be manipulated, which I thought were really strong words, and I was surprised he didn't get more defensive about that. And instead, he was more like, yeah, I felt like I allowed my, that to happen too, and I was really upset with myself about that. And I'm like, you weren't manipulated. You were taking what information you were given about someone yeah. you really don't get to spend a lot of time with or get to know. It's clear, like, there's quite a number of people who don't like her. Sometimes you, you do have to weigh that. And I think he had an opportunity there to, like, have a greater conversation. Yeah. And instead, he just, again, kind of gets in the middle of two girls, catty at each other <laughs> and it just makes him look like a real doofus yes and like quite frankly this is where i kind of appreciated some of the other women on the show that they were seeing some of this that like there was quite a few women who were obviously frustrated with Alea, but more importantly they were frustrated with how peter was handling the situation like yeah. you have this opportunity to be around all these other amazing women who aren't causing drama who get along with each other who yeah. want to be here want to get to know you and you're just getting sucked up into this meaningless who's friends with who and how do you know each other? Yeah, it's like it's not even important what the issue is. It's not. And it's like he's too wrapped up into someone's lying to me to even see that. So, yeah, no, it's he he's not. This was not his his uh, his crowning achievement. He episode. Has like a high, I was thinking about this like he has like a high school level of dating. Like he's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is the kind of stuff you would expect in high school relationships. Yeah. Not from a 27 year old man. Well, I think, I think a little bit of the kind of uh, gas on the fire for why this is becoming bigger than it probably should be is like, and he kind of even alluded to it is I think he saw Victoria P as like someone he would definitely trust and like, would would not doubt and then now that the f the fact that he has reason to is like wow this is earth shattering even though that that on paper is not earth shattering i think just based on what little exposure they've had together it probably is more disappointing for him than if it was just some random girl in the house yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's probably true yeah i think he's also like he's beginning to doubt himself yep which is never good, especially this early in the campaign. Yeah, what yeah. someone that there was a tweet last night that was like SMH four weeks in and Pete's already lost the locker room or something. He's like, like he's this is the third consecutive week he's lost the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> LMAO. Uh so yeah, anyhow that all so that all kind of happens and it just like boils over into uh the usual situation. It was very similar to how last week went down, to be honest with you. So mm -hmm. um Finally, we get a one-on-one -on -one date with Kelsey. And I can't believe I'm sitting here saying this, but who would have ever expected that Kelsey kind of would have risen to the cream of the crop <laughs> yeah, and being right the most rational person yep. so far on the show. You know, again, I was saying a few weeks ago how I appreciated not necessarily her reaction to Hannah Ann, but her response to Peter about it, about just kind of that, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't like her, you know, and she's not necessarily getting yeah. sucked into making it more than it has she to be. She seems confident in like her decision making. Yeah, and, and I her, felt like, that way yeah, on her and date. Her judgments. Which like is Peter nice. comes right out and tells her about Alea. Her response was awesome. She's like, okay, well, it really isn't about my opinion about it. 
I'd rather you explore these relationships now. So if you do end up with me at the end, I know you've explored all the possibilities and you chose me. I was like, yeah, that was a wise, wise (laughs) way to react to that. Such maturity. And they were able to go on and have a great date. Like, good job, Kelsey. And it like it just power level up points because it's coming on the heels of all this drama. So it like my girl picked an awesome time to like rise above above the drama. Yeah. So it looks that much better to Peter because it's coming off the heels of this thing. And it's also, I think really helping her out to cover up the, the bit of drama she was involved in. Oh yeah. Getting. So I don't think she's in, she's in any hurry to, to like remind (laughs) him that like, Oh yeah, she was a source of drama. (laughs) She's just like, she is, keeping it between the mustard and the mayonnaise, not, not going to get outside her lane and not rock the boat and risk like losing the ground. She has made up from week one or one and a half. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. I also think like kind of what she shared a little bit about her tough exterior maybe gives us some clues as to why she reacted to Hannah Ann the way she did about yeah. the champagne yeah. clearly has some like difficulty trusting people and has some walls up as do most of us but it seems like again her kind of bringing something from home was really more of the important thing and feeling like someone did something intentionally to ruin that for her yeah i get it i get yeah absolutely it doesn't still doesn't warrant the overreaction but i i agree with what you're saying jordan i think her maybe recognizing i could have maybe responded better and i have an opportunity to rise above this i think speaks a lot of her so Yeah, and I also don't think it's, like, purely just cunning to act that way. I do think she's genuine. Like, she is one of the older women in the group, and so there just is probably more more, uh, season on the leather there. There's more wisdom. There's more life experience, and uh, she's not as as shook about random stuff. I feel like like how you see her responding to other women is the same way we see her when she's with Peter. And I think that's a good indicator of like pretty rare. Pretty genuine. Like Mm -hmm. at least that's how it's coming across. So versus like the big, again, I get that they're, uh, gosh, why did I just blank on the name pageant women Mm. who know, like literally have been growing up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's encoded in them to like, switches and put on faces and masks and all that stuff yeah and like talk about stuff with not really without really talking about stuff exactly so like i do have to keep that in mind and it makes it that much more refreshing just to have kind of like a normal person with normal responses to such you know what i mean like yeah 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 cool not much more to say about that it was a pretty stereotypical date walking around the city yeah they went Cart racing. So was it soapbox derby or whatever kind of thing? Sounds right. Yeah. Um, Had a romantic dinner on the water. She talked about her parents' divorce. Uh, that seemed like a pretty tough situation all around uh, for yeah. her when she was young, which sucks. Um, we did get another grandparents' marriage conversation, which Peter was just one hundred percent in for. He loves. He loves old love. Oh, speaking of that, though, I loved. Because he he asks her after she like opens up about this like heart wrenching experience with her parents' divorce, 
And he's like, so do you think that affected the way you look at relationships? And again, this is one of those genuine, oh, I like Kelsey. Yeah. She's like, yeah, of course it did. Like, it's really <laughs> frank. And then she, I think, kind of was like, oh, I probably need to soften that a little yeah, bit because yeah. you can even see on Peter's face, like, oh, okay. She's like, He's well, just used to lobbing these, like, softball <laughs> questions that are, like, fake deep and then, like, getting the answer, like, yeah, I really think so, but just thanks for letting me be real. And she was like, yeah, no, like, yeah, obviously. like, yeah, of course it did. How could it not? I'm on Sherlock. And then she's like, but I do have, like, grandparents who've been married for however long, and I really hope to, like, have a marriage like theirs, which means I'm not going to settle. And again, great response. Yeah. Like, good no, job. she did a great job. Uh, still a lot of eye makeup, a little disconcerting, but yeah. otherwise. It looked um, dialed back at the dinner. She she yeah. looked at her best, I think, for that dinner. Yeah, yeah. no, shots are very pretty, so good times um, for them. Uh, and then we move on to the cocktail party where, again, the tensions <laughs> tensions are running high uh, in Ohio. Um, I don't think I've ever seen an episode where... It's like the girls, like, revolted. Yeah, all, like, they were unison. not they, having... They smell blood in the water. Like, oh, yeah. it, I think, and like Natasha like- said, like, I'm worried about Peter not knowing what exactly he wants. I think yeah. they are all, the locker room is realizing that <laughs> Peter is is not necessarily like a a force to be reckoned with, especially when Alea can just coax her way back in. Right. And so I don't think they feel like they're walking on eggshells at all anymore. Of like, oh, I have to do a certain thing or act a certain way or risk rocking the boat. They're just like, well, if this is the way it's going to be, I'm going to say my piece and make my mind known, which I respect the hell out of. I think it does make for great content, but it's also just like refreshing to see. Well, it's kind of like, who was it last? There was someone that really fell on the sword during the Bachelorette last season, but like finally did the like. It was, There's a few. Oh, was guys. it the other Luke? Was it? It was. It the might have been the Luke, first Luke. The other Luke and Garrett. Then Garrett did it too. There was but it's one like more. often it sucks because often it's a suicide mission to like actually stand up for yourself and maybe for the other people and in some ways for the didn't, main didn't contestant. Didn't Connor kind of eventually like he was kind of staying out of he, the drama he and then left he finally right? left on his own, but he did kind of make it about Luke a bit that he was feeling like. She was devoting a lot of like kind of time and attention to that, and yeah. like he felt like he ne- wasn't getting what I he just needed feel like to feel I'm confident more in the relationship. For paradise, yeah, um, we've got like Sigma Nu benefit coming up, and uh, I gotta be back for that anyway. So Saturdays this weekend, we got a truck full of sand coming for the house. So anyhow, kind of got a skedaddle. <laughs> but. Yeah, anyhow, good 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 one there, Jordan. But uh yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I while I do like respect the hell out of the people for like stepping up, like I don't think it necessarily puts you in a favorable light with Peter if or the or the just the person in general if they're going to have to like that's just another thing you're going to have to overcome or like beef you're going to have to squash before you can actually like get on with the potential relationship. So, anyhow, it's uh it's going to be very interesting to see like kind of how it shakes out at the beginning of next week cuz he already sort of has quasi given Alea a rose, and I don't like. Which again, question? Is question. Did did that? So does she have to make it to the end of this rose ceremony 
with that rose for it to score or because she made it to the end of the episode with that rose does she get points i think she should get points for having it but if she gets sent home then i mean she's gone again okay yeah i mean she she made it back but my no my question is (laughs) that that was technically the group date rose so she's safe this week well, that's in what I'm theory, saying. but what if he takes like, it away from? Are there actually rules on this show? Because she also got sent home last that's week, true. and now she's okay, back. I so see, it's like, I, I mean, like, why can't he be like, "Hey, you, sorry, give me the rose back. You're out of here." Made a yeah, mistake. that's my fear. Like, you know, fool me twice, shame on me, kind of situation. And then, uh, and he's like, also Victoria P had enough of your stuff too. Um, who else is up? Who's on the chopping block? Yeah. DeAndre. Who else wants to speak DeAndre their mind? Who else thinks they're an independent, strong woman? Wants to cross me. Andrew's getting a little lippy during the uh, cocktail party, so I'm probably going to go ahead and send yeah, her home. Just send a like, message <laughs> to the locker room. Peter talks about how he wants like a bold woman. When Natasha and DeAndre spoke up, he kind of passive-aggressively was like, well, thank you for sharing your opinion, but I've got to do what's right for my heart. Like, oh, okay. he thinks he wa- he wa- he says he wants a bold woman because it sounds good when yeah, a guy so. says that. He's a, he's a big he time. Sorry, yeah, big I shouldn't time. say that. I'm going to keep that to myself. Big time. We can put it in the after show notes. Uh, he's a big time sayer of popular things and uh, not follow through or on his popular takes. So. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Well, uh, so that was the episode. No one really, we didn't have a rose ceremony this episode. Right. We just got a real cliffhanger for next week. Apparently, there's going to be a lot more crying. Shocking. Oh, I, for one, am um, A lot more fighting, a lot more drama. So, who did we not we saw we an ambulance a- teaser? Have we added that to the spreadsheet yet? No. No. Logan. We can do Logan. that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to think who didn't get a whole lot of screen time this episode that we still think is a contender. I mean, obviously Madison. Is still a contender? Yes. Hannah Ann didn't get a lot of time either. Yeah. That's true. Um, you think she's a contender? Hannah Ann? Yeah. 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 Um, Unfortunately. Kelly? Yeah. I just... Yeah, Kelly. There was an interesting teaser clip where Kelly started playing a little bit of like lawyer or mediator in the bickering, which I think uh, I think that's really going to be a time where she can uh, kind of pit women against each other and really cause <laughs> cause some people to to self combust. Yeah. Uh, so if she if she really wants to play the game, this is her episode coming up to do so. I think. Yeah. Um, I think the girls to go home, like the whole, the past two episodes, how they've kind of been teasing McKenna's like freak out. Usually that starts to be a sign that they're going to like the first time they start teasing it. They usually, she doesn't get sent home, but usually once it's like a bit becomes bigger and bigger, she's probably going home. And we didn't, we just haven't seen much of her. Yeah. Other than her freaking out. Yeah. Well, yeah. And her countertop kiss. Yeah. So I think. think Whomst amongst us hasn't countertop kissed Peter at this point, though, you know? Yeah. If you haven't, you should be worried. (laughs) I'm worried Tammy's going home. And I only say that because she adds so much to the narration of the show. She really shows me. I feel like we got some. I feel like we got some tease of her crying pretty hard in the next episode. She went off on somebody. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow. Yes, Tammy. Let's all I love her. batten down the hatches and get ready for next Monday because it's going to be a real humdinger. It's going to be popping. Yeah. 
Side note, it takes a while to get through the episodes over here at the old White House because we're doing a lot of uh, social media engagement during the during the ep, so. It's, uh, hey, look, I'm just get, trying to get attention for this podcast. Yes, you are. B, Kelly. She's out here doing numbers. Kelly actually liked one of my posts, so we're out here. Future guest Let's appearance go. in the works. <laughs> After we've been doing nothing but dumping on her. I don't really know about this, Kelly. I don't think we've dumped on her. I think Ooh, we've I think we've treated her fairly. And she, we've we've all admitted how she's grown on us. Yeah, we don't pander yep. to anybody on this podcast. I feel like we, no. we spent a, a lot like, of time talking about how it was kind of ridiculous that she like had a jump start on meeting Peter, and we yeah, but that wasn't that. like attacking we her as a person as, or anything. As to her, right, exactly. We did a right. fair amount of speculating as the to what she, how, the feel... level of which she and Peter engaged with each other, which wasn't like... slut shaming. That was just again. Uh, know, speculating on the fairness of I, the game. I think we do a, a great job on this podcast of, of <laughs> pointing our uh, ridicules at the behavior rather than the person themselves. Amen, sister. Preach, girl. There That's why is. we got you here to keep us reined in. Otherwise, Jordan and I would be out here getting super out of pocket at all times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd be getting canceled every <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, all right. Well, before we do, we can oh, wrap it up. score? Oh, yeah. What's the score update, Emily? Why don't you go ahead and uh, pull that guy up for the squad? What do you say, kid? What do you say? I got it. Good work. All right. We got a little score update here. Big week for Team Jordan again. Um, <laughs> Jordan has 985 points. A commanding lead. Team Logan was a little quiet this week. Uh, did not get really... You know, two individual dates like I did last week, which really helped me out. Um, <laughs> so I only got I'm I'm 90 points behind Jordan at 8.95, and Emily is bringing up the rear um, 245 points, 250 yeah 45 points back from Logan with 6.30. So hey, I'll take the underdog status. Let's 265, go. 265. Right. I'm bad at math, so uh, yeah. You're only so. an engineer. Math's not that important. That doesn't worry me at all. Sign. <laughs> wow. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Logan, wow. I still think you're positioned pretty well just based on the roster you have. Yeah. I'm a I'm I'm a real depth of roster kind you're of guy. You're just drafting right now. You're enjoying the slipstream. Yeah. Letting like, letting me I've, take on the headwinds right now. Right. As I'm as I'm wont to do. Um but you still have several girls. On your team, right? Women, first of all, they're women. women. Yes. Um, but yes, I do. Yeah, because you've got Hannah Ann, Victoria P, Lexi, Savannah, Sydney, Kelly, and Kiara. Oh, mm. Sydney's someone we didn't get a lot of screen time out of this week. Very true. Yeah, but she I think she will be getting more. Yeah, this next she, episode. She seems like she's willing to be involved in drama and situations, and I think it's going to bite her in the. She's so, not afraid to mix it up, and I respect that about her. Oh, I respect it too. But the, she, she's the kind of person though that I feel like is going to get bitten by it because she's like nice enough, but she's not uh, not fully. Like I feel like she could be a contender if she didn't do that. Is what I'm if she to. did it more in a more polished fashion. Um, I just feel like she's the kind of person that if she didn't do that, she would do better on the show. She would Whereas, do better, yeah. But I like. There's certain people like like I it don't wouldn't think be as that, real, you know I don't what I mean? Brock and Deandra are gonna win, so it's like almost like they, in my mind, get a bit of a pass on doing that kind of stuff because like I don't think they really have a chance to win anyway. Okay. Where 
I think someone like Sydney maybe could, and I think it's going to reflect more poorly on her status. But she's on my team. I'm just rooting for my team at this point. Yeah, you know? I think your front runners are Hannah Ann and Sydney. We'll see about Victoria P. I would still put Kelly up there. Yeah. And then Jordan's got Madison and Kelsey. Nobody else. Alea, you're just going to get like similar where I had Luke P. Luke that P was points. really the only reason I survived. You're going to get P points with Alea. Also, Alea and Luke P totally need to meet at Stagecoach. I'm, I'll ship that. What What's the Christian contemporary music version of Stagecoach? Because that's where Luke P's going. Oh, he's going to Passion. Luke P's going to be a Passion. Oh, he definitely was there. It's in Atlanta, too, isn't it, usually? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know he was there. Um, I think, really, I only can cling to Victoria F. Yeah, I think you're in trouble. <laughs> I think you're in I, big I trouble. I think all three other girls, I, <laughs> I honestly think... think they're all going home this week. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, going to own it. Hey, listen. Some days you eat the bear, some days the bear eats you. Remember that. Fine. It's you true. know. What do I know? You got a point? I don't okay. know what you know. I, I think I was going somewhere with that about basically how uh, Peter should have consulted with me before going on the show. Um, because clearly I think my picks could have been better choices for him, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Namely you, Sarah. So salty yeah. about Sarah. Oh, I'm so salty about Sarah. My goodness. Have Have you found her on social media yet, Emily? Yes. Yeah, so have I. Does she seem like a, like a normal person or <laughs> like what? I think she commented. I saw she commented on one of Hannah Ann's posts. It was like pretty funny. Like I think Hannah Ann was in like some like little get up, and she was like, "Hi, I'm wondering how I can look like this when I wake up in the morning." <laughs> like I sleep in the same thing, but I don't look like this when I wake up. I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And I clicked on. It, I was like, "Oh, I'll be damned! Look who it is." Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, sorry yeah, about I think it, the Pete. fact that she was so normal is the reason you didn't really get backfired. Her. Maybe she'll. Yeah. You think she'll make an appearance at Paradise? Um. The only reason she would is if produce because there have been people on Paradise like uh, Grocery Store Joe, who um, was there only like one night on Rebecca Coffins. Should be noted as not Joe, but the Box King. It's Grocery (laughs) Store Joe. Grocery Store Joe. Got sent home the first night, but like similar situation where fans, I think based on his bio or just like the first night, were like, he was so adorable. He was sent home too soon, and then like became a big star in Paradise. So they could do that with Sarah too, because it seems like Bachelor Nation had a really positive response to her, even though she literally did nothing on the show. She doesn't seem like she would be a great fit for Paradise though, if she's like. Yeah. she'd be like a sydney type yeah sydney so normal that it was just like she might or she'd just get wiped up immediately and just freaking just spend too much time in the boom boom room with dylan harper types yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying mm. how's Dude, that going? Sarah and, and mike oh that would be precious so precious. See, and and it is precisely for episodes like yesterday that i'm happy mike is not the bachelor because yeah he, he, we would be seeing not the best parts of him because he would be having to deal with some of this stuff and just like it's impossible to handle all this stuff like really well, yeah. as as we've been over by yourself. Peter yeah, because at no point can you like tag Chris in and be like Chris, wrangle <laughs> these <laughs> like yeah, yeah because... you just gotta figure it out by yourself. Right, because Chris like comes like we see off camera and Chris is just like, so what are you gonna do, man? Like doesn't yeah. even what offer anything do about it. So. What do you think about that, huh? Um, also, I need to correct myself. It was Becca K- Kufrin. 
was the bachelorette with grocery store Joe. Just needed to correct myself. A little fact checking. This was before okay. our time. This is before we Accuracy really. Accuracy is important. Yeah. As the only bachelor bachelorette podcast on iTunes. Really? Accuracy is important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody got anything? Any final words? No. No. All right. Good. All right, well, this is the We're Up Podcast. You know what it is. Thanks for joining us. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Uh, Emily is on both of those platforms in a big way. Uh, what's your uh, What's your 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 Twitter platform that you tweet from? It's Wheel Route Intern. However, Route oh, it's is abbreviated. abbreviated. So it's Wheel R T E Intern. Okay, at Wheel R T E Intern. Check her out there. We're also at uh, the Wheel Route on Instagram, um, where we will also be sharing some multimedia adventures week to week. You can go to the website to get the show, thewheelroute.com, and you can uh, send us emails to wheelroutepodcast@gmail.com. If you've got anything you want us to talk about, uh, or any questions for us, or just general um, hatred you'd like to spew, we're we're here for that too. Uh, we want to fade our picks. You're going to have to wait until college football season starts again. So thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Go Gators. Go Hoos. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys.